0: All right, praise God. How's everybody doing tonight? Ooh, that was pretty good, but how's everybody doing tonight? I will take that. I will take that. Y'all, if you don't know who I am, my name is uh, Jason Townsend, one of the three Jasons here. Um, I want to say the most important, but I'm just kidding. I'm not. I'm absolutely not the most important. Um, I'm the first Jason, though, first Jason that was here. Um, Y'all, I am excited uh, tonight, I, I really believe the Lord wants to do something. How many of you brought your Bibles with you? Digital, you got your digital Bibles? Some of y'all are like, nah, come on, hey. I'm moving back to the old school, baby. Come on, paper. How many of you love the Word of God? <laughs> Praise God. Well, don't forget it at home then. I'm just, <laughs> no. Uh, y'all, we preach from the Word of God here at City Point. Uh, it's the only way. Come on, somebody. It is the only way. Um, You guys, we are in the middle of a a series called Renewal, as you can see. Um, And I'm telling you, the Lord wants to do something tonight. And if you are willing, my prayer right now, and I'm I'm actually going to pray before we jump in in a moment, but my prayer is that every one of us would come with an open heart, an open mind to see what the Lord wants to do in our lives individually. Do you believe that? Um, Last week, Tiffany did an incredible job breaking down and unpacking uh, what fasting and and prayer, prayer and fasting is. And for those of you that don't know, we are in, uh, we started our 21 days of prayer and fasting last week. So if you didn't hear that, go ahead and check it out. It's on Spotify and on all the major streaming platforms. And Tiffany challenged us with a 2024 challenge. Do you remember what it was? How many of you are doing good with that? Come on, somebody, three of you, praise God. It's not too late, it's not too late. 20, 24, 20 minutes in the word, 24 minutes with Jesus. Come on, Jesus gets four extra minutes. Come on, somebody. He gets the best, he gets the best. I wanna challenge you with something tonight, and I wanna challenge your family, and I wanna challenge you as an individual. And the challenge is this. Get a word for you and your family for 2024 y'all are like a word what's a word hold on I'm going to read this Proverbs 29:18 says this where there is somebody shout the word no everybody shout the word no where there is no vision from God the people run wild they lose their minds some of us are freshly out of losing our minds come on somebody But those who adhere to God's instruction know genuine happiness. I want to read it to you from the Passion Translation because it is so good. 29 verse 18 Proverbs says this. Where there is no clear prophetic vision, people quickly wander astray. And I'm telling you right now, I have seen it. I have seen it. But when you follow the revelation of the what? Come on, everybody say what? When you follow the revelation of the word, heaven's bliss fills your soul. Some of y'all are kind of getting it. We're gonna get there. When there is no clear prophetic vision, people quickly wander astray. But when you follow the revelation What revelation is, it's the word of God meets the spirit of God and it becomes revelation. It's when you hear information plus the spirit of God, it becomes revelation. How many of you know, the word is great, but we need it with the spirit of God. Both of those things together, it creates revelation. And revelation is what allows us to live our whole lives for the kingdom. Let me pray real quick, and then, and then we'll, we'll jump in. Lord, I just thank you for your presence. I thank you for your power. I just pray you'd move in a mighty way tonight. Lord, have your way. Not my way, your way. Lord, help me to get out of your way. Let every single word that comes out of my mouth pierce the hearts of men and women and children. Lord, we praise you for how good you are to us. In Jesus' name, everybody shouted. Amen, amen. Can we give the Lord some praise tonight? Y'all, I wanna make a statement real quick and I just want you to catch this. I want you to hear it. And it's true because I've seen it happen. How many of you know if something is true, you can experience it? If something is true, if somebody gets up and speaks a spiritual truth, how do you know it's true? You can experience it. Watch this. One word from Jesus can change your life forever. One word from Jesus can change absolutely everything in your life. Do you believe that tonight? Jesus' words have weight that can shift the course of your entire life. One word. I'm gonna read that again. When there is near, no clear prophetic vision People quickly wander astray. But when you follow the revelation of the, come on, of the? Heaven's bliss fills your soul. How many of you want heaven's bliss to fill your soul? The Bible says on earth as it is in what? Come on. Heaven filling earth. And that's my prayer tonight. Last year, Every year we do this, but last year I was praying and the Lord gave me the word restore or restore, whichever you want to say. It's not restore, it's restore, okay? Uh, Restore, and I'm telling you right now, I have seen marriages restored. I have seen families restored. I have seen children restored. I have seen miracles that only Jesus can take credit for. It's been amazing. And listen, if you're still waiting on God to restore you, he's going to do it. He'll do it. I'm speaking that prophetically over your marriage right now. He's going to do it. Last year, I saw so much restoration. I saw the Holy Spirit set people free and bring people into a place of intimate community with the Holy Spirit. And then he spoke this to me. He said, he said this at pre-service prayer. By the way, shameless plug, if you like to pray and you like the Holy Spirit, come hang out with us at 4 o'clock every Sunday. As we get in here, and I'm telling you, we have church before church. Come on, somebody. Let's go, right? The Lord spoke to me, and he said, in 2023, I restored you, as in our church, as in me personally. And he said, in 2024, I'm going to renew you. Come on, somebody. Jonas is like clapping, right? In 2023, he restored us. Listen, but in 2024, He's going to renew us. And I'm telling you, it's about to get real good. So buckle up, Buttercup. It's about to get real good. Are you ready for this? Ephesians 4:21. It says this, Since you, everybody shout the word you. Have heard about Jesus. Everybody say Jesus. Jesus. You it says and turn or and learn the truth that comes from him. Verse 23. Throw off. This is so good. Your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Verse 23. Instead, everybody say instead. Let the Spirit, what? Come on, what? Renew your thoughts and attitudes. The Holy Spirit's about to give you an attitude adjustment. Come on. Some of us need an attitude adjustment. It says, instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Verse 24, this is so big. Put on your what? New nature created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. Truly righteous and holy. So question, how do we get a word? So easy. Pray. (laughs) Pray, y'all. Pray, and you know what? If, if you weren't here last week, again, Tiffany did a brilliant job breaking down what it looks like to pray and she used the Lord's Prayer and it was incredible. Here's the problem with prayer though, friends. Can I just, listen, I'm gonna break it down and we're not gonna spend a lot of time on this. But a lot of times, and I've done this so much, but a lot of times we treat God as a galactic genie instead of a loving savior. And instead of it prayer being a communication moment, it becomes a demanding moment. God, if you would just bless my family, if you would just, if you would just, if you would just—and how many of you know that's not wrong? But how many of you know healthy conversations are like tennis? Anybody ever played tennis? Right? Someone serves the ball, boom. Would it be weird if they kept the ball? It would be so weird, right? That's what conversations are. That's what communication with God is. Some of you are like, I don't know what to pray. Well, do you know what to say when you're talking to someone? Use words and form sentences. Praise God. Go go back. And actually, I have a real quick. I want to plug our app. How many of you have downloaded our app? Come on. It's in the droid market, even though. Uh, it's in the I- Apple market. Come on, somebody. Okay. Search City Point Life. you got to create an account so you can get into our, uh, there's a portion called Study Tools. And in a few months, we're going to be doing a whole series on discipleship, and I'm going to be breaking all of that down. But there is a portion in that Study Tools that says how to pray, and it breaks down everything that Tiffany talked about last week, and it was real good. Come on, somebody. It was real good. Watch this. How do you get a word? You pray, but then you get a word from within the word. Did you hear me? You get a word from within the word. And like I said, the word for City Point this year is renew. It's renew. What does the word renew mean? It means this, give fresh life or strength to. And it also means, I love this word, revive. Revive. The actual original Greek word means to renovate. That is to reform or the obvious, renew. So in our lives, how do we become renewed? How many of you in this room want to be get renewed or you want to get renewed by the Holy Spirit? Come on, somebody. The Holy Spirit is wanting to renew every single one of us. And I believe he wants to renew you personally. And I believe he wants to renew us corporately. Let's read Ephesians one more time. Verse 22. It says this. Throw off. Everybody shall throw off. Your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deceit. Verse 23, instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. That's going to be a big part of what we talk about. Verse 24, put on your new nature created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. There are three intentional acts that I want to break down in here. But I want to talk to you about this. I have four points tonight. We're going to get through them real quick. First one is this. How do we get renewed? By being intentional about our spiritual growth. Did you hear me? By being intentional, you're all like, that's not that crazy. I know, it's not that hard either. Do you know that? by being intentional about or by our spiritual growth. The reality is, though, is a lot of times, a lot of believers in churches, they just kind of walk through the thing and they are expecting the renewal to be some sort of Disney swirl moment, like they're in the, you know, aerial. And then all of a sudden, I know that was so good, right? All of a sudden, I'm renewed. Can I tell you that's not how it works? I want you to look at this scripture because there's three forms of intentionality here. There's one, throw off your old sinful nature, you being intentional. Because your life before Jesus was corrupted and full of lust. The second intentional portion is what the Holy Spirit does intentionally to you. And what is that? By renewing your what? Thoughts and attitudes. How many of you know the Holy Spirit intentionally renews your thoughts and your attitudes? Some of us have a view of ourselves that the Holy Spirit's got to get in there and change it. Can I just be honest with you all? Some of us have a view of of the way that we look and we insult God's masterpiece. And can I tell you something? I without being ugly, I'm not trying to be ugly. But how dare us? How dare us insult his masterpiece? When we take off our old nature and then we let the holy spirit intentionally renew our our minds, our our thoughts and our attitudes And then we put on another intentional act, put on our new nature created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. Look at me. You are truly righteous and holy. Why? Because of what Jesus Christ did for you, not because of what you do for you. Did you hear me? There are two intentional acts that we do And there's one intentional act that God does. And that intentional act is to change our minds. I don't know about y'all, but um, I hate reading instructions. (laughs) I hate it. Anybody else with me? Okay. I'm the guy that's like throw them out, use it as fire paper. I don't know. And I've learned real quick to become a person who uh, listens to instructions or reads instructions, especially when you are putting together a cabinet that has one billion screws. And you get all the way to the end, and there's like 20 left over. And I'm like trying to justify it like, no, guys, they're extra. They gave 20 extra screws, (laughs) y'all. Or if someone buys you a shotgun for Christmas and you try and put the barrel on backwards, doesn't work, okay? Does not work, right? And I mean, like, this happens to me all the time. I don't like reading instructions. We were at, uh, for our worship team, we go to Buffalo Wild Wings every Thursday. Come on, somebody. And I'm sitting here going, they bring out those really terrible plastic to-go boxes. You know what I'm talking about? They're horrible. And I'm like, hey, by the way, guys, don't don't microwave these because they will straight up cave in on it. It's... (laughs) And then and then someone looked it up, and they were like, yeah, like, it actually emits toxic smoke, and it could kill you. And I'm like, did I eat the food still? Absolutely, I did. 100%. I'm like, I paid for it. I'm eating it. Right? But what's so funny is we're out to eat, and I'm like, don't put it in there. And on the bottom of it, it literally says, do not microwave. And I'm like, ah, <laughs> instructions. I ate them. And anyway, he, what? They should have put it on the top. Come on, babe. Thank you. See? Call my back. I love that. Anyways, we were this week, John and Andrew and I, we were driving up to Pigeon Forge to pick up something. Somebody donated something that is going to blow y'all's mind. Are y'all even ready for this? Somebody donated a VR set that is like (laughs) $105,000 To City Point. And I'm like, y'all, I'm going to set it up in my living room. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, it's awesome. And I, I actually want to take a moment and just prophesy. Because how many of you know that the Lord has a future for City Point? Do you believe that? Yeah. He has a future. And it is a good future. It's going to be so good. And I'm telling you, I went up there. We went up there to look at this. this, um, And I'm going to tell you the point of my story in just a second. But we went up there to look at it. And I'm, I'm sitting there like underneath this VR thing. And this thing is, uh, it's like a box of trusses. And I felt like, and don't quote me on this, but I just felt like, man, this would be an incredible stage type thing that we could hang TVs on. And when God gives us a building, come on, somebody. Right? This could be something incredible. And so here's the crazy thing. The Lord is blessing us with stuff before we even have the space. Why? Because he's making a way for his people. Do you believe that? I don't know if you know this about this building, but there have been several churches that started in this building that are now ministering to the entire city. Do you know that? Something specific about this space, the Lord is using it. The church that meets here in the morning, resting place, is in revival, y'all. The Lord is moving, and we are thanking Jesus for it. Anyways, back to my story. We're driving up, and... On the way there, it is pouring rain, right? And Andrew is in the back seat getting real sick. It was hilarious. (laughs) Like legit, I'm like, bro, do you need me to go up front or you go up front or whatever? Let him. And the dude just, can we just pray for Andrew right now? Let's pray for him. (laughs) I'm just kidding. No, but we were driving up. And on one of the streets, right before we got to Pigeon Forge, I was on my phone doing my phone thing. And I look over, and I see this sign that looks like it's on a tree, but it's like peripheral vision, and it says, road closed. Hold on. Don't wait. Don't put up the picture yet. Road closed, and I, and John Dupree is driving, and he goes, he says, did that sign say road closed? And I was like, nah. Nah, nah bro. I literally was like, nah, dude. That that uh, That sign was like hanging on a tree or something, and it was like for the road on the <laughs> I have no idea. I'm like, "Nah, bro, just keep going. We'll be fine." Anyways, well, we roll up to this site. Look at this. Is it in there? Do we put that? Okay, never mind. It's all good. No stress, bro. It's all good. It's all good. Anyways, we roll up to a street that is absolutely underwater, and there is a gate shutting it. How many of you know it is important to be intentional about paying attention to the signs? Do you believe that? Here's the issue though. Can I just be real? So many times we walk into places like this. I've done this. I've done it a lot. But we walk into places like this and we're just so like living our life, living our best life. And we're not paying attention to the signs. And then what happens is we find ourselves at a dead end with the road flooded. And then we sit there and go, God, why? And he's like, I gave you several signs back there. Why didn't you pay attention? Right? (laughs) And it was so funny because we drove back and the sign was not on a tree. It was actually a very intentional metal sign that was right there. Very obvious. We easily could have turned around. But how many of you know, sometimes we don't pay attention to the signs. Listen to me. The renewal that the Holy Spirit wants to do in your life is going to be done through you walking through intentional growth. Did you hear me? Intentional growth. And it is going to be so, so, so good. So, so good tonight. I want to break this verse down real quick. How much time we got? Oh, we're good. We're good. We're good. It is us walking through intentional growth. Watch this. As we walk with Jesus, our lives will change. Did you hear that? As you walk with Jesus, our lives will change. And I I don't know who said this, but I, I put this quote in here. It says this If your walk with Jesus hasn't changed your life, I would argue that you haven't actually walked with Jesus. And can I say something? I mean that in the nicest way possible. But some of us, look at me, some of us have met a church and we haven't met Jesus. Some of us have, have met a program, but we haven't met the Prince of Peace. Did you hear me? Some of us have met a denomination, but we haven't met Jesus And I don't mean that ugly at all, but I'm telling you, the church of the West, the church in America, right? The West? Yes. (laughs) Sorry. The church in America, I mean it with everything. Listen, I love the church in America with my whole body. I love the church. It's why we've given our lives for real for it but we have set ourselves up in a space that is, that if we don't make some real changes, I'm telling you, it's gonna be bad. And my prayer is that we would all learn what it means to walk with Jesus so that he can renew our hearts and renew our minds. Because look, if you're getting your doctrine from Hollywood, you're in some real trouble. And the the reality is, y'all, is it's scary how many people are getting their doctrine from Hollywood? Or from the culture? How many of you know the word of God changes the culture, not that culture changes the word of God? Do you know that? And i may, so stepping on somebody's toes, maybe. But here, look, look at me. If I step on your toes so you'll be set free, it's worth it. And I want to be your friend because we're friends here. But I'll be your pastor. Come on. Just because the culture says it doesn't make it true. So one, we're going to break through this down real quick. One, we throw off our old sinful nature. Ephesians 4.22 says this. Throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life which is corrupted by lust and deception. I don't know about y'all, but that verse describes my life to the T before I met Jesus. My life was messed up. If I put a picture of me before Jesus out there, y'all be like, who is that long-haired, really skinny punk or something? You fill in the blank, okay? Weirdo. (laughs) Thanks, babe. So you had my back a second ago. Now you're calling me weird, okay? I don't know. Watch this. Let me say this real quick. The principles of Jesus work as long as we are actually working the principles of Jesus. Did you hear me? But what happens is this, listen, listen, we come into a place like this and we claim things like the best is yet to come for my family. And then we don't live out the principles and then we go, God, you must not be real. Listen, you can't claim the promises of God without walking through the principles of God. Did you hear me? And that's what we do, though. We want the promise, but we refuse the principle. And it doesn't work like that. It does not work like that. Watch this. If we aren't truly following his principles, we are or we almost certainly won't experience his promises. And that's heavy. I know. I know. But look, it's hard work being a believer. And if somebody told you that being a disciple of Christ is easy, they've lied to you. I'm telling you, listen, this is so big because one of my mentors said this oh, not that long ago, and he said this a healthy church that is preaching the truth will struggle to grow fast. They will grow slowly because how many of you know we live in a culture right now that's like, oh, Pastor said this and I don't like this, I'm gonna. <laughs> I don't know what that was. But it's true though, right? Like, we live in a culture that's like, Well, there's a church on every corner, so let's just go check out this other one. How many people have come here being like, well, the last church I was at, and I'm like, God bless you as you leave, brother, (laughs) because you're going to be leaving in like two weeks. (laughs) I'm just kidding. You know what I mean, right? Right, it's just the ease of our culture, and I'm thankful for it, right? I'm thankful for freedom. I'm thankful for the ability to choose, but here's the thing. If we aren't truly following his principles we almost certainly won't experience his promise and it is hard it's hard work philippians 2:12 says this everybody shout the word hard work. hard work come on say it like you mean it shout the word hard work, hard work. that was a little better to sh- to show it says or sorry wow i am dyslexic i'm having a dyslexic moment here work hard not hard hard work work hard to show the results of your salvation Obeying God with deep reverence and fear. Verse 13. For God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to what? Do what pleases him. So you throw off your old nature. Let the Holy Spirit, the next part is, Holy Spirit renews your mind. I'm going to read these real quick. 2 Corinthians 4.16 says this. That is why we never give up, though our bodies are dying. Our spirits are being renewed. What? Every day. Every day. I'm going to jump over here to Titus 3.5. It says this. He saved us, not because of the righteous things we have done, but because of his mercy. He washed away our sins, giving us a new birth and a new life through the Holy Spirit. And the third thing is this, we walk in the principles and the purpose of God's word. We already went over that. So two, intention or two intentional acts on our end and one intentional act on the Holy Spirit's end, and the Holy Spirit begins to renew us. Romans 12 two says this, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world and let God transform you into a new person by changing the way what? You think. Think, come on somebody, by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. If we aren't intentional about letting God transform us into a new person, we will by default copy the behaviors and customs of this world. Did you hear me? So what what does that look like? We need to be intentional about what we eat spiritually. Matthew 3 or 4.3 says this in verse 3. It says, during that time, the devil came to him and said, if you are the son of God, Jesus had been fasting, and Satan comes and tempts him like an idiot, okay? <laughs> Tell these stones to become loaves of bread, verse 4. But Jesus told him, no. The scriptures say, people do not live on what? Bread alone, but by what? Every word that comes from the mouth of God. I have two points, and we're gonna, it's going to be really good tonight, okay? Two points, real quick. One is this. The Lord this year is going to give City Point a renewed passion for his word. City Point Church, if you could sum us up, we love the word, and we love worship. Come on. How many of you know that Jesus Christ died on the cross so that you can worship the Father? Did you know that? A renewed passion for the word. I, um, I've always been a digital guy. I don't know if you guys knew that or not, but I love, where's my phone? It's down there. But recently, in the past, like, I would say, I don't know, I don't know, six months maybe shorter. I don't know. I've really started to, like, dig into the paper Bible again. Come on, somebody. Let's go. I'm like, technology and paper. Come on, right? Because I use both. Um, I got a Bible that looked just like this one. One Sunday, I was I was preaching, and I got done, and I took my iPad, and I put it in my backpack and I put my Bible on the chair and then I never saw the Bible again. (laughs) I don't know. I've come to the conclusion that somebody stole my Bible. And this today, actually, while we're in worship, I was like, Lord, I just started thinking about it. I was like, Lord, I pray that you would use your word to transform whoever has your word. Whoever took it transform their lives through it. I pray to God. Obviously, it's like a dope-looking Bible. I mean, it's got the Holy Spirit dove on there and everything. It is a spirit-filled study Bible. NLT, baby. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Easy to read for dyslexic people like me. But I remember uh, this, was a, this was like a couple of days after it got stolen. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I like... I like hadn't read the word in like three days. I'm just being honest. Because I was like holding out, like someone's going to give it back. I'm going to find it again. I know I am. And then I realized, dude, I haven't read the word in a couple of days. And the Lord spoke to me and he said, you have like five Bibles in the other room. Go eat. And I was sitting there going, how many of you know if you're hungry, you'll find something to eat? That's why when people go, I don't know, that church just, they don't teach deep enough. It's just not, I'm not getting fed. Feed yourself. Did you hear me? Someone's getting upset right now. Write me an email. <laughs> but seriously, if you're hungry enough, you'll find something to eat. My prayer for us. I'm going to read this real quick. Psalms one nineteen eleven says this. Deep within me, I have hidden your word so that I will never sin against you. Listen, some of y'all are like, I don't like to read. Neither do I. I hate reading. Can I be honest? For years, as a leader, I was like, they're like, leaders are readers. And I'm like, dang, I must not be a good leader because I hate reading. I like audiobooks, though. Come on, somebody, right? There's a lot of audio books. I love learning. I love love studying. But this is what the Lord showed me this morning, actually. It's not about liking to read. It's about liking to eat. I don't like to read. Well, neither do I, but I still read the Word. Why? Because if I never eat, I'm going to become anorexic. I'm going to get sick, right? You're going to become malnourished. And eventually, if you don't eat, you'll die. Some of us have been walking around spiritually malnourished. All because you're like, I hate reading. Well, do you like to live? Because you need to eat in order to live. My prayer is is that this year, our hearts and our minds would be renewed towards the Word of God. On our app also, if you download the app, right? Come on, let's go through it again. You can go in and there's a one-year Bible. My wife and I are going through the one-year Bible. What's the title of it? It's What is it? Something like Jesus? Following Jesus. One-year Bible. And it is incredible. Just put on that audio and just go. They have NLT audio. Let's go, baby. Come on. Passion for the word. That's my prayer right now is that we would leave this place with a passion for the Word. And my third point is this, that we would have a renewed passion for worship and spending time with Jesus. Can I tell you, I wanna be be that church. I wanna be that church that people look at us and go, y'all are weird, you spend way too much time with Jesus. Can you spend too much time with Jesus? I want to show you something real quick. This is so, so powerful. And this is a verse that everyone has read. I know it. But really, we're talking about a hunger for the presence of Jesus. Look at me, everyone. Make time for Jesus and everything else in your life will work itself out. And by work it out, I mean you're following his favor. You spend time with Jesus. You learn the things that he loves. And the Bible says, ask for anything in my name and I will give it to you. Obviously, that's for people that are close to him, that understand his will and his desire. What does he want for you? Some of the things we ask for is not good for us because we're not close enough to know what he wants for us. 2024 is going to be a year of us getting close to Jesus. I want to read this real quick. Luke ten thirty eight says this. Whew, this is so good. As Jesus and the disciples continued on their way to Jerusalem, they came to a certain village where a woman named Martha Welcomed him into her home. I wish I was a fly on the wall in this scenario because it's just such a beautiful story. Verse 39 Her sister Mary, watch this, sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he taught. So look at me, listening to the words that came out of Jesus' mouth, right? Mary sat at his feet, listening to what he taught. Verse 40, but Martha was distracted, serving the Lord, y'all. Listen, when Jesus is in the room, sit at his feet. There's plenty of time to work, but when Jesus is in the room, sit at his feet. But Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing, and she came to Jesus and said, Lord, you can just imagine, so frustrated. Lord, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here while I do all this work? Tell her to come and help me. And Jesus, I could just imagine, Jesus is so full of compassion because he knows. Martha's trying to do right. Verse 40 but the Lord said to her my dear Martha this is so stinking big, catch it my dear Martha you are worried and upset over all these details verse 42 there is only one thing worth being concerned about Mary has discovered it and I will not take it will not be taken away from her. There is only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it, and it will not be taken away from her. So many of us, look at me real quick. When it comes to worship, Lord, I'm just praying right now that our hearts would be renewed. And it's, look, I'm about to make some statements and it's, I'm not blaming anyone. I'm not even upset at anyone. But it's some things that need to be fixed. There's a lot of different things, but when, when a lot of times, I did this for years, we come into places like this, and I wrote it down like this. We worship because we want Jesus to do something for us. Maybe you're, Maybe you have anxiety or maybe and there's nothing wrong. Listen to me, there's nothing wrong with asking the Lord to take your anxiety away. I pray right now, anybody in this room that has anxiety, the Lord would take it away. Nothing wrong with it. But again, if we're only worshiping the Lord for what he will do for us, the worship is not really about the Lord, it's about us. Did you hear me? So it's a balance. I'm not saying that we don't go to the Lord when we're struggling, go to the Lord. He will give you rest, that's what it says. But worship is not about us, it's about the Father. Right, the other part is this. Have you ever just had a bad day? Some of y'all have had a bad day today. Some of y'all are in the middle of your bad day. And we walk into places like this, or even at home. Because how many of you know worship is more than a song? Did you hear me? Worship is way more than music, y'all. You worship God when you feed a homeless person. You worship God when you offer a, a cup of water to the least of these. That's what the word says. But we come into places like this and we go, I don't, I'm just not feeling it today. I'm just not feeling it. Look at me, and I mean this from from the bottom of my heart. I wonder if Jesus felt like taking the cross up Calvary. Did you hear me? And I don't mean that ugly at all. I'm not throwing stones at anybody, but I'm telling you, Jesus had you in mind when he picked up that cross, beaten and broken and disfigured and his beard pulled out and literally so beaten by whips that you could see his internal organs, y'all. He could have said, I'm God. I'm done with all of it. I I quit. I'm done. It's not worth it. But he looked at you and said, it's worth it. I say this all the time because it's something I want us to catch. But we don't need to wait to feel good to do what's right. We need to do what's right and then feel good. Come on, that's way better than y'all are shouting back at me. If we live our lives saying, well, I'm just gonna wait until I feel good, you'll never do anything good for the kingdom of God. Can I just be honest? Read the word. No one that ever did anything we're talking about ever went through anything that was not hard. I think I said that right. The struggle is real, y'all. But here's my thing. We worship God not because of what he's going to do for us or because we feel good. We worship God because he is worthy of our praise. I am praying for a Mary generation to rise up. I am praying for the same spirit, the same heart that Mary had when Martha was one to do all the work and work, 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 work. Mary just sat at Jesus' feet hanging on to every single word. I'm praying for a people that when Jesus walks in the room, we recognize it. Why? Because we are his sheep, and his sheep knows his voice. I'm telling you, there are moments where Jesus comes into the room, and people can stand there and are just calloused and hard. I don't even know how it happens. But I pray to God, I am never that person that when he's in the room, I don't recognize him. Right? Right? And the reality is. And again, I'm, I'm not here to bash America. I'm not at all. I love America. But we have created this like consumerism type culture where when people leave, they're like, eh, worship was okay. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I watched a reel by the Pastor of Jesus culture, says Pastor Banning. And he was talking about the issue with America, the culture is that we we almost like have created this culture of like customer satisfaction, and you know, can you imagine people giving like a bad review to like a church? <laughs> they do. It's crazy. It's like, wow. And I'm not even trying to. They're, okay, we're not going there. Just. <laughs> but the problem is, is we almost treat worship like. Like when we leave this place, God is going to go, hey, one out of ten, how was your worship experience? (laughs) Look, Look at me. Worship is about the Father. It's not about me. And we don't worship because we feel good. Some of us go, well, I worship in my heart. Did you know that's not a thing? Worshiping in your heart's not a thing. Worship is expression to God. And if you're worried about lifting your hands to heaven, like, oh my gosh, my friends are gonna see me, then what are you making the worship about? Right? Because I'm telling you, if the king walked into this room and you really felt his presence, every one of us would be on our face. If the presence of God really showed up, every one of us would be on our face. We wouldn't be able to speak. We wouldn't be able to move. You wouldn't be able to sing. You would just be undone. But here's the thing. He gives us the choice to choose to worship him despite our day. Despite how we feel, despite what's gone on this month, he gives us the choice. Do me a favor. Stand to your feet. I want to read something to you. Psalms 84. I'm jumping to the last slide, brother. I'm freaking in bow back there. Psalms 84 verse 1, it says this. How lovely is your dwelling place. The courts of the Lord. Watch this with my whole being, body and soul, I will shout joyfully to the living God. Even this is so stinking big. Even the sparrow finds a home, and the swallow builds her nest and raises her young at a place near your altar. Why? Because in the Old Testament, the presence of God was at the altar. Now, the presence of God is in us. The Holy Spirit was, was given to us. Acts chapter 2, read it. Holy Spirit was poured out. But even the birds recognized the power of God. Even the birds were like, I'm building my home right next to this junk. That's my translation. Because they understand and recognize the power of God. Even the sparrows find a home and the swallows build her nest to raise her, nu- her young at a place near your altar. Watch this. Oh, Lord of heaven's armies, my King and my God, what joy for those who can live in your house and always si- and, and always singing your praises. Come on when you understand what worship is about, when you understand what worship does, man, you won't just worship here. Whew. I knew a girl, and, and I was gonna end, but I have to tell this. I told her I was going to. There was a, a young girl in Vegas where I grew up and I did my ministry school in Vegas. And I, was a, I led a worship small group. And I'm telling you, this small group was wild. Like crazy. And and people that just wanted to be in the presence of God, they were just there. And it was literally an acoustic guitar, just in a broke down schoolroom. And eventually the whole room is packed. But this little girl, I remember one, it was on Friday night. Come on, you know people are worshiping on Friday night. They are serious. And I'm not talking about like one hour worship set. I'm talking like hours, y'all, in the presence. Because when you really get touched by God, and you really understand what worship is about, oh, you will be drawn to your prayer closet. You will be drawn to the presence. You will be drawn to the Holy Spirit. And you'll be like, man, I wish I didn't have to go to work today so I could spend time in the presence of my God. Right? So this little girl, it is pouring rain one Friday night. And I knew she was coming, but this was before you had cell phones, right? Maybe I had a cell phone. I don't know. It was was before cell phones, I think. No, I had a cell phone. She didn't have a phone, right? But she's walking. She's literally in the pouring rain with a guitar on her back, walking miles to the church because she doesn't want to miss a moment in his presence. And I called the house. Me and the other, one of the other leaders called. And we were like, hey, does she leave yet? It's pouring. And the, the mom's like, yeah. She, and, you know, awesome mom, right? Just let her walk in the rain. I remembered we jumped in the car and we just drove towards her house. And we, we saw her walking down the street, pouring with a guitar on her back, just walking towards the church. Not because of the church. Not because of me. But because of the presence of God that had changed her life. Whew. Listen to me, when you really truly understand what the presence of God is like, church will just be an overflow. This isn't the main meal, y'all. This is the dessert that you been, you've been eating all week long, but the dessert comes on Sunday evening. Come on somebody and all of a sudden every one of us are starting to be just filled with the Holy Spirit and we're full and revival breaks out and it's not because of a program it's not because of a person it's because of a presence of Jesus listen to me City Point Church will never be grown on the back of a man Ever, or a woman. Come on. City Point Church will be grown on the back of his word and of his presence. And if you're here to be entertained, there's another church that will entertain you. We are here to entertain one person and that's the king. Come on. Do you believe that? Let me pray over you. Holy Spirit. Lord, create a space in our heart right now. So we can say things like, How lovely is your dwelling place? Oh, Lord of heaven's armies. I long, yes, I faint with longing to enter your courts. With my whole being, body, and soul, I will shout joyfully to the living God. Lord, you know us, you know where we are, you see us. Look at me real fast. My prayer is that we would be a people who understands his presence. And that the moment that he walks into a room, wherever it is, I don't care, he could be in your house. Come on, I've experienced Jesus in the bathroom, that's true. We're going to put a thing like weirdest place you've had an encounter with God. But the moment that he shows up, it's like our, our antennas are just there. Our pastor in California used to say, why does does God like it when we lift our hands? You know what? I don't fully know. But he used to say that it's like every one of us have unique fingerprints. And it's like when we lift our hands to heaven, it's like saying, Lord, I love you. I'm checking in. Notice when you're in the presence, you can lift your hands forever and it doesn't get tired. But when you're doing it by yourself, you can't. It's like, oh God, my arms that we would be a place of people that are drawn to the presence of God. For too long, guys, the church has focused on entertainment. And I'm not even hating, okay? I love the church. But we are shifting our atmosphere here. We are focusing on times of refreshing. We are focusing on creating a revival culture in the name of Jesus. Do you believe that? Lord, I just pray you'd move right now.